Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This time on The Kindness Project, coronavirus hokey-cokey, wrestling names, and we have part two of our interview with Eric Skaggs. Good evening, we're recording this in the evening, welcome to The Kindness Project. I am count, this is the evening, it's the night. Oh, you know what? It, we're leaving this to the last minute this week. It's unusual we do this, yeah. but we are leaving it to the last minute. I'm joined by a girl who is green-haired and is uh, drawing a tube train. It's Charlotte Dames. Uh, and I'm joined by a man who started us off drawing and still hasn't drawn a single thing. It's Chris Dames. Well, I haven't had time because I've been so busy this week, but you know what I'm really looking forward to? Um... The rest of Grayson Perry's Art Club, because ladies and gentlemen, Grayson Perry's Art Club is back on the telly box. <laughs> and I love Grayson Perry's Art Club. I mean, the fact that it is a symbol of creativity and humanity mm. in um, in lockdown part three, even though we come out, it's a lovely little show. And we're still on our way out. We're still sort of in, sorted out. It's like we're doing the okie-cokie with coronavirus. <laughs> we're doing the coronavirus okie-cokie. In, out, shake it all about. you got coronavirus, make sure you're locked down. No? Me and Sof did the okie-cokie in the garden the other day. Did you just want about want to talk about okie cokey so you made a okie cokey reference about the coronavirus no 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 i made a hokey cokey reference about the coronavirus because i made a hokey cokey reference about the coronavirus before it's something slightly different it was about face masks and breathing and how your face mask goes in and out your mouth when right. you're breathing um so you're, what you're saying is there's loads of connections between that hokey cokey and the coronavirus. Yeah, and then I immediately thought back to when me and Soph were stomping dirt the other day, and we decided to instead of just stomping dirt like normal people, uh, we decided to do it in the fashion of the hokey cokey. Yeah. Um, I quite like. I'm. You know what? The hokey cokey isn't popular enough. Let's be honest. Yeah, but we kept going and we kept putting random body parts in until we didn't have any more body parts. So it got to the point where we were doing. What body parts <laughs> were you putting in? Put your whole nose in. Your whole nose out. I'm glad you said nose. Um, your eyeballs. Up one point. Eyebrow. How do you pop an eyeball out? <laughs> I, just did I don't that. know. Just anyway, winked. Anyway, and I'm 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 going to end this conversation there because I'm really worried about what body part you're going to say next. Um, but but as uh, hips, <laughs> little toe, <laughs> just put a little toe in on the okie dokie. One um one thing I was going to mention actually was um uh. I do hope we aren't playing the okie with COVID because actually when we come out of lockdown three, I'd like to, that to be the last one, please, if you don't mind. Can you do something about that? You're a natural born optimist. I do not share your sentiment. Well, let's hope that yeah, we I'm are hoping, coming out, but we'll see. But I'm crossing my fingers for having to spend more time inside. Did you did you put one finger into the okie and one finger out? Did you shake it all about? Um, how do you put that? Yeah, you shake it about like that. That's how you shake a fing- finger. <laughs> great, see. great for a podcast. <laughs> well, I can't see it's just wiggling our fingers. Great for down. a podcast. Um, and that and that is um, that is 
inspired because we are recording this late on a Monday evening when it goes out on a Thursday. It's got to go to our um, late on a late <laughs> late on a who knows day. Uh, on oh, a, that's what it feels like at the moment. On a, yeah, on a on a Tuesday, um, it's got to go to our esteemed producer, Mr. Russell Theodopoulos Dames. I've that's, just given him that middle name. Not, no. Why not? No. What's the matter? No. Russell. The man dames. How about that? The man that, dames. That's one of those things they put Russell and then in like little quotation marks yeah. in the middle of his it's name. Like, it's like it's, it's not his middle name, but it's like it signifies him. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's. I, I was going to go for an art-based question of the podcast, but I'm not now. What Monica would you choose to give to yourself or to somebody else? So you'd be Charlotte. Little, not so little, legend, dames. Speaking of little, my name actually means petite and womanly. Okay. Which is not accurate. <laughs> so what would oh, your... I just heard my what would your, um, What would your nickname be? Charlotte, deeply sarcastic <laughs> dames. I don't know. I don't know. What would your like little moniker be for the middle? For me um, or for you? I don't know. Um... I don't know. What's so- I'd be Chris Banana Lover Dames. I was going to say overly optimistic, but you know. Chris overly optimistic Dames, yeah. Uh, I don't know what for myself. Um, it's like, what would your wrestling name be, wouldn't it? Do you know what I mean? Um, what I'm just going to go for The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's taken. I'm fighting for it. I won't. No. I'm sorry, The Rock. Win. You wouldn't win. No, I wouldn't um, win. My, fight, my wrestling name would be. Um, no, I can't think of it. I was going to yeah. say, I was going to say the owl, but <laughs> the owl. Owls are actually, God, that's intimidating. Yeah, uh, the owls are actually good predators. Um, oh, and okay. I'm not, so it wouldn't so, work. <laughs> so instead of the rock, can I go for the pebble? Yeah, go on. Yeah. So my wrestling name would be the pebble. Charlotte's wrestling name would be the owl. What would your wrestling name be? Answers on a postcard or. Get in touch by doing this. Postcards? <laughs> anyway, we are on Facebook people, and if you don't know that by episode. Um, Millions. We're not actually that far in, but we wish. Uh, no. Um, we're on Facebook, and if you just type the Kindness Project into the search bar, we should come up. Twitter at All of Kindness, we should just come up. Uh, we have an email, all at thekindnessproject.co.uk. We have a website, www thekindnessproject.co.uk we have individual twitter handles so yours is um the pebble at the pebble uh no at chris the pebble um <laughs> dames it's no. actually at c-h-r-i-s pebbly dames d-a-e-m-s pebble and yours is uh at c-h-a-r-l-o-t-t-e-j Twit twit. D-A-E-M-S. Twit. <laughs> yeah, it's on Twitter. Twoo. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, exactly. Charlotte, Twitter twoo dims. We're going to have to start a new Twitter now <laughs> called The Pebble and the Owl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like the owl and the cat, but better. Um, anyway. Let's move on to the next part of the show, which is... Oh, kindness news. <laughs> kindness news. Oh. <laughs> We're on to the next part of the show, which is officially uh, called... Oh. What's on kindness <laughs> news this week? Uh, 
So pebble. Oh no, L. So you're I'm the pebble. I'm the pebble. Jesus mice. Um. <laughs> That's a good one. Charlotte Jesus mice names. Well, I said that because oh. I wasn't allowed to like say you know the other one around. So so I was like you know what? Let's talk about the mice savior and said and his name is Jesus mice. Why can um, you say Jesus Christ and Charlotte? Uh, oh Sophie. Because it's like. <laughs> Rude, isn't it? Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Jesus mice. Yeah, Jesus mice. It's uh, not quite as rude because it doesn't have a religious symbol, but it's yeah, still. Fair enough. And it's a little bit funny, and it's. Anyway, yeah. I found this interesting. It's not as funny as you being called the owl. What would your outfit be? Uh, what would your costume be? I'd just have like this, like, wingsuit yeah. <laughs> with feathers on it, yeah. and like uh, a circular, like, face mask. Uh, not face mask. I think the owl could work, actually. Anyway, anyway, talk to us about Kindness um, News. So and I, you need to do the trailer. Fine, fine. It's not a trailer. It's a jingle. She needs different. She needs to do the, the jingle. Kindness News. Accompanied by some jet hands. So. Good news edition. Yes. So I found an Instagram. Feel free to follow. Uh, uh, called Tanks Good News. T-A-N-K-S-G-O-D. Oh, no. I want to change my wrestling name. Chris the Tank Dames. What do you reckon? The Tank and the Owl. No, I like the pebble. <laughs> T-A-N-K-S-G-O-O-D-N-E-W-S. And I... No, this is the wrong one. And he shares loads and loads of good news every yeah, day. Yeah, so I, I follow quite a few of these little accounts that, like, so Tanks Good News is one of them. Uh, the other one is the Good News Movement. So here's some stuff from Tanks Good News. Team chops and delivers firewood to family who lost power during snowstorm. Amazing. I was meant to start with the other one and then go on to this one, but I got them in the wrong order, so that's fun. Um, accessibility for all, and it's this little sand hut with a disabled sign on it so people can go further out to the beach if they've got, like, Trolleys and prams and wheelchairs. Okay. Stranger buys basketball hoop for little boys shooting hoops into a garbage can. Like it. Uh, there's this, just, just this TikTok video of a guy dancing. Are you just are you just now describing internet memes or the? No, no, these are good news memes. Okay. Sister and mum of six acts as surrogate so gay brother can have a baby. Oh bless. And then there's this other one I follow, which I was supposed to start with. <laughs> what was that noise? <laughs> I can't even do that noise. Oh, noise. Ah. Yeah. Uh, and can I do my can I do my pebble noise? Yeah, do. Wait for it. <laughs> wait for it. I can't do it there. Wait, wait for it. Plop. <laughs> oh, no. Now, now, if you turned off because you assumed that I wasn't going to do it, you missed out on some quite funny. <laughs> this, is <very laughs> this is this is the problem is when we record podcasts when we're too tired, it just goes completely oh, no. all over the show. Um, uh, I've literally waited ten seconds just to say the word plop. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good, wasn't it? I was it? expecting you to go. Uh, instead of. <laughs> I thought just saying the word plop would be funnier. Anyway, talk to us about the good news Instagram stories. Oh, I and where, where can you find it? Okay, the second one is good news and then underscore movement. Uh, so it's G. This is why I decided I was going to do this one first because the name's longer to spell. Okay. G O O D. N-E-W-S underscore M-O-V-E-M-E-N-T. And tell us some good news on that. Uh, here we go, here we go, here we go. 
Heroic delivery driver in Vietnam saved a toddler falling from 17th floor balcony. Okay. Ever since, oh, this one's just a this this one's just a Twitter meme. It's a picture of a little girl holding up a plant, and the thing is, ever since my daughter found out our plant's arena wasn't getting enough sunlight, she insists on taking her out for walks while holding her up. To oh, well, I quite like which that. Is like, this is just like little things to brighten up your day, and it's like it's not the usual social media trivial. But that's the thing, isn't it? We all need a bit of positive positivity so in our life. Loads of these. Like it. And just, I mean, it's, it's an interesting idea, isn't it? Just filling your online experience with positivity so that, you know, we all need to have a bit of awareness about sort of what's going on, um, but making sure that the majority of your internet experience is positive in nature. I, I like it. Thank you for sharing kindness news. Plop. Um, and on that note, and on that note, um, let's um, have the second part of the interview with Mr. Eric Skaggs. Yes. Now, Eric is a teacher, amazing guy, lovely fella. We talked about his amazing work he does in education. Let's um, carry on with the interview. Nice. So, just so I understand why I'm I'm a particularly bad teacher, what three attributes uh, do you reckon are the most important when you're teaching? Oh, my God. It's so funny because I just told my roommate the three attributes. Literally, oh, cool. the three attributes. Because he's very mathematically minded, and I think he would make a great teacher. But this is what I said. You have to know three things, like they're saying. You have to know what you're teaching. Know your curriculum, right? Know your subject. You have to know the student who you're teaching to. And the third and most overlooked one is you have to know yourself. Because if you don't know yourself, you're going to end up on the cover of the LA Times with a kid wrapped up in duct tape in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) And that's actually, that's literally happened. Uh, Amazing. I, 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 I've I've realised I think part two and part three. Even though it's my own daughter, I've still got some work to do. Um, uh, tell me, tell me a little bit about. Um, tell me a little bit about your proudest moments when you're working with the kids in in grades for good. Uh, tell me a story that that you're really proud of. Okay, well, I, I can't say it was necessary. Like I said, we've only been around for maybe a month now. Okay. So, so my real, I, I know that my proudest moments are ahead of me. Yeah. I'll say that for grades for good. But as far as being a teacher in general, one of my proudest moments was having a kid during during my last few years of being having my own classroom. A kid from maybe four or five years before came in. And I said, I, and I forget the kid's name now, I'm sorry, whoever you are, but you're a wonderful person, came into my classroom and I said, hey, how are you doing, so-and-so? And he said, I'm doing well, Eric. And uh, Mr. Skaggs, he called me, but it, he said, um, you know, I, I've been going, I said, how's college? He said, I'm just about done. I've decided to be an English teacher. And I said, wait a second, you, you were going to go into like engineering or something like that. And he said, it was your class that turned me oh. off to literacy and the, the power of stories and what that could do to inspire people to do good. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it. And what does the future look like? You're looking back on this in 10 years' time going, we, oh, we interview you in 10 years' right. time and you tell me, Chris, this is where I've got got grades for good to. Where, where, what does that look like? Um, like national. 
Okay. Like, like not in the sense that grades for good as its own entity is across yeah. the nation, but that we've created programs that we want to share with other tutoring agencies so they yeah. can implement the same. And if they don't have their own nonprofit to collaborate with nonprofits, because that's where the gotcha. whole idea for grades for good came from. And in, in South Bay LA, where I grew up in Redondo, we started, uh, we've been helping a nonprofit called uh, the South Bay Children's Health Center. They take care of the physical, the mental, and the educational well-being of those communities. And we were the conduit for the academic well-being of those kids. Yeah. So when I moved down here, I said, let's create a nonprofit for ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And, and it is that collaborative process, isn't it? Finding people it that, that share the same values of, as you, that you want to wanna share that share that message. And what, what gets you up in the morning? What is it that like sort of, because clearly given the shell of a business and saying off you go is a bit of a challenge, right? You know, let's, let's not do <laughs> it that. It is. Um, what gets you up and makes you think, you know what, I'm, I'm sort of... I'm ready for today. <laughs> um, to-do lists. Very pragmatically, I create to-do lists because, like you said, if you thinking about all the different things that you want to do, let alone all the things that you have to do, normally you would feel overwhelmed and you're just going to stare at the wall for the next half hour you know, yeah. or you're not going to want to get up. But I often create to-do lists and from those to-do lists spiral into subsets of what little things that need to be done and i'm always like the kind of can do want to do not only can do but want to do and i'm and looking back almost 50 much older than you sir but <laughs> but you're looking you're looking a lot better mate i've got oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean if i look like you when i'm nearly 50 i'm winning <laughs> well there i'm your inspiration keep going don't worry get up in but the morning you've certainly got a better tan but oh but well, but i mean I'm, I'm, I'm in london mate i like well, i just i can't do much about that well let me this preface i'm half mexican so oh, okay okay <laughs> so you've so, got you, you, you're, you're winning around you're winning yeah. <laughs> so so what i'm saying is when i write those lists i keep them in my my head and, and, you know, I can go to sleep knowing that things are in order. I have a basic roadmap of what I want to do the next day, who I need yeah. to speak to and what I need to get done. And I've been like that since, since high school, I had a, my own students for social awareness group um, and in college, I wanted to con continue playing rugby. I know over the UK, you guys love rugby. I loved it too. I had a, um, a friend from South Africa that when we were 10 years old, his father in an South African accent said, you're going to be my scrum half. I'm like, what is he talking about, Ryan? And he was like, oh, you'll find out in a few years. Never mind. But I wanted to continue playing when I went to my community college. They didn't have a rugby club. I created the first community college rugby club in Southern oh, Amazing. Amazing. So that's, that's I've always good. been a can-do person. Yeah. Great. No, I, I, I love that attitude. And, and, and you're... So uh, you're an English teacher. What's yes. your favorite novel? Um, probably Lord of the Flies. Okay. Okay. And not, not because I now, taught it for like 10 years, but. <laughs> now for, a, for, a, for an English teacher, an educator to like Lord of the Flies, it's a bit of a dystopian, um, pessimistic book about kids. I think 
I, I, I think it's an interesting one. You know what I read the other day? And because mm. Lord of the Flies is a classic, it's run to mind. Uh, George Orwell's Animal Farm. I haven't read it for 20 years. <laughs> and it's a really interesting read. Um, that was the dull, junior but, year. Yeah, very, very, very good. Um, but yes, so where can, where can people hear a, all about Grades for Good? Find you on the web, connect oh. with you. Where, where, where can they find you? Excellent question. Uh, we are on the web. We have a brand new website, gradesforgood.org. Um, that's the four is the number four, not the preposition F-O-R, but grades, the number four, good.org. You can find us there. Um, my friend made a wonderful site. I've been tweaking it and, and, and bringing it up to speed with all our changes. Um, we have an opportunity. Um, also, we have a Facebook connection. We have our own Facebook page. Uh, you can always reach out to us there. We're more than willing to create programs from other ideas from other educators. So I, I'm not Amazing. the sole brainchild. And that's the, my instructors are my team members. Um, and they all come with a, a whole treasure trove of their skills and abilities and resources from their friends and families as well. So I welcome all of that. Right. Um, yeah. And, and, and what's exciting is we're reaching out to Supervisor Andrew Dew in Westminster. It's a couple cities north of Southern Orange County. And he's putting out a Wi-Fi on wheels initiative so we can have small uh, vans and, and trucks with Wi-Fi antennas going out to underserved areas because what we're finding is the Wi-Fi for the, the distance learning is sporadic for those that are in underserved areas. Right. So he's going to help bridge that gap, give them the signals that they need so they can get the instruction that they need. And we want to be a collaborative part of that. You know what's interesting? One of the one of the things that happened in the UK when lockdown started, and I, I can be a bit – I can be a bit – uh not sometimes i think the reality is when you're in a lucky position you don't appreciate what goes on because sometimes you don't see it and there was a uh a, a, a um thing on one of our breakfast shows that talked about the fact that there's some families that we we've got a computer to for Sophie to use that she can do her learning on. And there's some families out there who might share one phone between five mm -hmm. people. So how do you, like the Wi-Fi is one thing, but is there a challenge in terms of getting the resources, the technological resources to the, to the communities who need it most? Well, um, I would say from my, I can only speak from my experience and what I've heard from my local educators, fellow educators and school districts, that that has been pretty much handled. But what I'll say is that the digital problems, like oftentimes the kids will have computers, tablets. Some of them, unfortunately, do have to work off of the, the family cell phone or their smartphone. Um, so yeah, there is little gaps. I, I'm not going to say they all have their tablets. They all, because I don't know, to be honest with you, but what I will say is that there seems to be a systemic problem with the tech support when things don't go well, the tech, there's usually only one or two person for the, the tech of that district, let alone yeah, for the, the school yeah. site and the school sites will just forward your, your issue to the that needs oh eric I've... 
I've lost you. I've lost you. I've lost you. Eric, can you hear me? Hi Eric, sorry. I, my we I sorry, we were talking about tech support and my my Wi-Fi went down. Uh, <laughs> so apologies, apologies for that. Um right, uh, let me let me just let me let me just get my uh questions up. Actually, I think we've got enough. I think we've got okay. enough because could, could I share just 30 seconds of go ahead and tell me. Okay. Thank you, Chris, by the way. Um, and, and what we're excited about doing is, is speaking to those that are homeless. We have homeless students in this area. We have those that are um, food insecure, not a lot, but by bringing them into one home in groups of three with one instructor, we can address those needs as well. Great. So, right. Now, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Let me let me ask you a question so you can give that answer. So that oh, okay. just I'm just thinking when we put it all together on the podcast, we want to. So help me understand, Eric, who you're looking for now. OK, so what what we're what we're looking for now is to get the support by school sites just to put us in front of those families that go to those schools um, and, and, and offer our program. Um, until I get enough funding to subsidize all the fees for the instructors, we're only asking for five dollars, three to five dollars an hour for day long instruction. That's twenty four okay. to, to thirty five dollars a day to help three kids. Um, and some of those kids might be those that are um, food insecure. Some of those kids might not have a stable home. So by bringing them into those that are privileged, like you referred to before, um, and then that have a stable home, then we're, we're helping on a three to one basis. And we're creating that that connection between giving parents the room to conduct their business as you're doing, and also giving better instruction, hands on in person instruction for those teachers that have to do it by distance. Amazing. You know, do you, have you heard about the um, footballer in the UK, not footballer, soccer player. I need to make sure I'm getting the terminology right, don't I? Um, Marcus Rashford. No, I'm not familiar. So no. his, his story is really interesting. Look it up. Um, okay. He, we've got a similar sort of um, challenge in the UK where um, you talked about sort of the uh, families who haven't got enough food. Um, uh -huh. He started a campaign for the UK government to um, continue free school meals uh, during holidays and during pandemic times and term times and stuff like that. Um, and the government um, said no, um, which wasn't particularly popular in the UK. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but what Marcus Rashford did is really... Uh, he's a he's a really interesting guy because 
Premiership footballers in the UK earn quite a lot of money. Um, but he's from a background where he, it was him and his mum and he didn't have much food in, in the house. And he's a guy who's taken this as a project and really driven it forward. So when the government said no, he jumped on Twitter and said, right, who's going to help? And yeah. like literally the amount of people who volunteered. I mean, I, lo- I love doing this podcast because I get to speak to people like you and know that the world actually is full of great people who are prepared to do amazing things. Um, so, yeah, look him up because he's, uh, he's definitely worth a look. And, and you know what? And I will definitely look him up because that's an, I need inspiration too, you know, every day. We're, we can't run on, ni- you know, 90% octane all the time. Yeah. So, But, but I, I ran into a friend that actually knows Katie Porter, representative, House representative Katie Porter here in Southern Orange County. And uh, there might be a chance that I could share my program with her. So maybe I can get some kind of government support. Well, listen, any any news, what we what we like to do is catch up with our guests when they make progress. So when when you're like, I know you're early days, but when you're building it, you can uh, you can jump on the podcast again and tell us all about it. That would be awesome. Thank you, Chris. Amazing. Cheers, Eric. So that was Eric. He was a bit of a legend, wasn't he? And now we're going <laughs> to... I don't know what that noise was. And now we're going to move on to... Oh, tis the end! Ta-da! Um, of another podcast. And on today's um, show, we are going to um, answer, as we normally do last week's question of the podcast this week because the last week's question of the podcast if i can find it on my social media feed um is interesting interesting um it is interesting and i will i will get to it in a minute um the the last week's question of the podcast is you are the supreme leader of your country what would be on your flag what would you call the name of the country and what law would you implement? And Steve from the gym is back. Steve from the gym! Um, Steve from the gym said, I'd call it Amersville. Flag, claret and blue, foot, first law, no Tottenham fans. He's having some of that, Steve. Um, Mark Bartley is, uh, you know, you, you know you would talk about optimistic people. Not Mark's bag. Mark Bartley would call his... Um, country Bartle Island no strangers allowed not shoot on sight alright mate um, David Forsdyke friend of the show we love a bit of David Forsdyke silver linings Forsland obviously the flag would have to have an <coughs> have an eagle on it first law would be to reward random and generous acts of kindness it would be called Fosland Silver Linings and you could have the letters FSO after your name a bit like an MBE. Alison Hagen would call her country Hagenville and she'd have a cup of tea and a Labrador on the flag. I was just thinking about a Labrador drinking a cup of tea like you know when dogs do that thing <coughs> when they go for water and they just kind of Dead tongue in it. Uh, Grace Haycock, another friend of the show, yep. been a guest, um, runs the amazing charity kit bag, um, uh, as well as being a, a fairly successful business individual. Yeah, uh, jack of all trades, master of quite a lot of them. Um, That's not the phrase. No, 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 but he's good. Um, and I think Chris Haycock is a lover of the cheese because he'd call 
his um, country, Stilton, on the flag. Stilton. And his first rule would be migrants allowed, but only if they're carrying Stilton. Um, so to get in, you'd have to have a, uh, have a big bit of cheese. Um, Trev Robinson said um, he'd call his um, country Robin's Nest. Um, he'd have a photo of a robin wearing a crown on his, on his flag. And uh, uh, he'd have photography as a core subject as it helps you see and appreciate what you have around you. And Amanda said, um, country, I'd call my country serendipity. Um, she'd have a blue sky blue flag with a flying eagle, and the law is be a good human. Or get out of my pub! You were shocked there, weren't you? <laughs> I was using an EastEnders reference. Get out of my pub! Um, I didn't need that. It didn't say that. Is it big? Is it be a good human? Or leave. Is that better? <laughs> plop. Plop into the sea. Well, as I was reading it, I was thinking about the book you gave me, uh, the, the, the Giver. Uh, and I was yeah. thinking, when she, when she said leave, does she mean, like, you're going to go outside, like, in The Giver, where they actually just, like... Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're talking about, I don't think they're talking about um, death, um, but um, yeah, maybe. Um, and then Martin Bamford uh, at Martin Bamford on Twitter said he'd call himself the, he, he treated this in a bit of a different way. Um, he called himself um, the benevolent dictator for life of Bamley, because he lives in a little village called Cranley in Surrey. Um, uh, I mean, he's going full-on, like, benevolent dictator. He'd have the flag, Iron Fist Velvet Glove. Yeah. And the first law would be a 60-second time limit on self-service checkouts in supermarkets. What? Yeah. I I think your country should be a, just a country where the first thing you've always got to say if you disagree is no. <laughs> anyway, my friend. Well, actually, if you're going to make an argument, I think the first law should be if you're going to make an argument, have a valid point. And on that note, my friends, yeah. we are very tired. Yeah. You have been listening to The Kindness Project. We appreciate you massively. All 70-odd thousand of you who, who have tuned in and downloaded yes. and done all that sort of fun business. Why do I feel like I'm sitting on a, like a late-night radio show doing this? Because it is late night and this is like radio, <laughs> maybe. No one's actively, active, actively listening. But they don't say the word. Wait for it. <laughs> Wait for it. <laughs> Blub. And on that note, my friends, we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>